This is a Federal News Network podcast. The new paid parental leave program for federal employees has been praised as a major win for the federal workforce. Lawmakers agreed to include the new benefit in this year's big defense policy bill. Federal employees would have access to 12 weeks of paid paternal leave starting in October of 2020. But it turns out not all federal employees are covered. Tens of thousands of air traffic controllers are among those who technically don't have access yet to this new benefit. Trish Gilbert is the executive vice president of the National Air Traffic Controllers Association. She tells Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco Congress didn't mean to leave anyone out. The intent was to include all of the federal workforce, not just those covered under Title V. I think there was maybe just an oversight that not all federal employees are covered by the same statutes. So when the legislation was written and then eventually signed into law, it points to a statute that not all federal employees are covered by, which inadvertently leaves segments out that were intended to be covered. And so how many members do you represent and how many of them are not covered by the new paid leave law? We represent 20,000 aviation safety professionals. Of that, you know, when I say 100% are covered, we do represent less than a dozen DOD air traffic controllers, so they are covered. So it's not really 100%. I mean, you'd brighten my Christmas here, actually. <laughs> um, so, I mean, we have a handful. It's, it's We represent just a couple of control towers in DOD, which is probably less than a half a dozen controllers. So they would be covered. Also, of the 20,000 we represent, we represent about a couple of hundred private sector air traffic controllers in the federal contract tower program, which are not government employees. So they wouldn't be covered either way. So they wouldn't be covered even once the law is either amended or fixed to cover the entire federal workforce. They still would never be covered. So of the 20,000 that we represent, about 90% are the ones that we're talking about that aren't covered by Title V that are, in fact, federal workers, a federal workforce. And when did you all first hear that there was a potential problem with the paid leave program in the NDAA? No, we noticed it once where there was a deal cut to be to allow for a space force. And then so we were able to get a hold of the language and run through it. And then we were able to figure out really quickly that it did not cover those not specifically and entirely covered by Title V. You know, but it was it was late. They had already had the agreement. At that point, they had discussions about amending it to add us and others in that were inadvertently left out. But the concern was that if they opened the legislation up to add that, that other lawmakers would try and add other things that they didn't get previously, and that in fact may kill the bill. And we certainly did not want to kill the bill, nor did any of the legislators that have fought that fought very hard to get it to that place in the process. So then we, you know, had commitment that there would be an attempt by legislators to add a rider to the funding bill, one of the minibuses, which was our next attempt to get it covered and corrected, was during uh, the funding bill in the next couple of days after that. And of course, you know, that is also a very heavy lift, adding anything to the funding bill. Certainly, we didn't want to see that delayed and go into another government shutdown. So After the first of the next calendar year, you know, we will then work very hard to move forward to see if we can get legislation that would fix this issue for not just the FAA, but there's a couple other workforces that are not covered. It seems like all you really need to do is to get this technical fix passed 
before the implementation date of October 2020. Is that your understanding, too, that this is something that could kind of quickly get through and then it wouldn't be much of an issue? Correct. You know, if all things line up like they should, that, you know, what makes sense to us and others, it shouldn't be a big issue. A couple of concerns that we have is getting even the simplest of legislative fixes in can be difficult when nothing's being moved through any process. And, you know, going into election year, we're concerned that not, you know, it's good that we have a funding bill through the end of September. It's good that a lot of the other bills are already in place. So, you know, that is the the key is to get on a vehicle that would allow us to get this into law. Certainly, you know, the reason that it is slated to start on October 1, 2020, instead of immediately is because that gives agencies time to implement the programs in their different agencies. And having worked with the FAA for 30 plus years, it will take every bit of the 10 months from January until, well, actually nine months until October 1 to implement this in place. So, We are hopeful that we can get them to start moving towards that in hopes that there will be a legislative fix. Because if we don't get a legislative fix till, say, July, for instance, then the agency won't, FAA specifically, will not be able to get something in place by October 1. So we would like them to start the process back in January, hoping and knowing that we are attempting to to get the fix in place. Because it does take some time for agencies to implement programs, especially some programs that are completely new to the HR arena in an agency. Sure. That's a question that we've been getting a lot from many federal employees. You know, why Why would this take, yeah, yeah, why would this take until, you know, October to implement? And I mean, I think you kind of answered that, but it seems like OPM, other agencies would have to create a whole new category of leave. Yeah, there's programming that has to take place, specifically in FAA. Our payroll is done through the Department of Interior. FAA has their own processes. It just takes a while. It, nothing happens overnight in any government agency and in any corporation either. So it will take a little time to get it in place. Certainly, they're going to be initially waiting for guidance from OPM on how to implement this. So that may take a couple of months just by itself, waiting for OPM to issue guidance on what the intent of the law is. You know, we are hoping maybe they, you know, they from the very high up in administration or at least at DOT will believe that the intent was for all of the federal workforce to get it and go ahead and implement it, even though it is not specifically covered by law. But that remains to be seen whether that will be the case or not. And one other question I had for you, Trish, has this risen to the level of, you know, all of your your members yet? Are they asking you questions about the leave and asking about how this would impact them specifically? I guess the question is, how are you talking to your members about this? They're very concerned. You know, we have a very young workforce, so it's of particular interest to them. I mean, we have had a great turnover in our, specifically in our air traffic controller bargaining unit, which is our largest, which is about almost 16,000 of the 20,000 that we represent are air traffic controllers in the FAA. And again, a lot of them have less than 10 years or even a great majority less than five years. So they are young and of the age where this is something very important to them. They will, they were very much utilized this benefit. And it is an amazing piece of legislation long overdue for the largest workforce in the country, which is the federal government workforce. So we very much and they very much want to see this codified in law. So they are entitled to it as well. It's a quality of life issue for workers that work 24-7, 
365 and a very stressful job if they can have that initial time with their families, both fathers and mothers alike, when they do either adopt or have a birth of a child in their family. So again, probably one of the things they're most concerned about, probably just a small second to not shutting the government down, which is what they lived through the last holiday season. And certainly they didn't want to see that again. So that was a relief. But again, they very much want us to pursue this and are willing to volunteer their time to help us work this issue through Congress to see it codified into law sooner rather than later. Trish Gilbert is the executive vice president of the National Air Traffic Controllers Association, speaking with Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. Hi, I'm here on USPTO. It's almost the end of the year, and if you don't put me on a timesheet, I will be gone forever. Use me or lose me. Let's get away. It's getaway time. Get our best deals of the season on a new Hyundai. It's your journey. Own every mile at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now, get 0% APR for up to 36 months, plus zero payments for 90 days on select Hyundai vehicles. Hurry to your local Hyundai dealer today. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offer ends 1323. Call 1-562-314-4603 for complete offer details. Pop quiz, what can you buy for $3.99? Not a latte, but for less than the cost of a cup of coffee, you can get all your favorite music ad-free. While other streaming services jack up their prices, Live One's membership is only $3.99 per month, and you can lock in that price for a full year. Join now to get the best deal in music with zero ads, unlimited skips, and maximum audio quality. Get the music you love at a price that fits into your budget with Live One Plus. Check out liveone.com slash best music for details.